The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind. Your host, Nora Gedgaudis, is here to take you on a fun-filled and informational journey through the mind and your body with a focus on neurofeedback and healthy nutrition and what it can do for you, your family, and friends. Now here's your host, Nora Gedgaudis. Well, hello out there across the airwaves uh, from beautiful Portland, Oregon, and welcome yet again to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. I'm your host, Nora Gedgaudis, and we're here today to talk about chemical dependency, and substance abuse. This is a problem very much on the rise these days. And, and, and we're here to talk about this very important issue in a way that is sure to bring great hope, I think, to many of you out there. There are solutions, I'm here to tell you. Uh, in this first half hour here, we're going to be welcoming back one of the great pioneers in the field, in the field of nutritional psychology, Julia Ross, who is the best-selling author of The Diet Cure and The Mood Cure, who is also the director of the Recovery Systems Clinic in Mill Valley, California, and a first-class expert in this very topic. Uh, Julia is going to be here to talk about that in just a moment. In the second half of today's show, we're going to be talking with the neurofeedback specialist, Don Theodore, of Los Angeles' renowned chemical dependency treatment facility called Cry Help. Now, Don has participated in a research study using neurofeedback for this very issue, and the results we'll be telling you about today will simply blow your socks off. But first, Julia Ross has been directing eating disorders and addiction treatment programs in the San Francisco Bay Area ever since 1980, so it's been a while. She and her staff developed their successful nutritional rehabilitation therapy process in 1986. Since then, she's been writing and lecturing extensively on the exciting success of this recovery tool and Julia's been featured locally and nationally on television, radio, and in print. So we've been lucky enough to have Julia on the show once before, and we are doubly blessed to have her here again with us today. Welcome, Julia. Thank you, Nora. I'm very happy to be here, and I can't agree more with the hopeful introduction that you gave to this topic, um, and especially because most people who've Attempted recovery from uh, from addiction, which is a very very difficult um, thing to do, have have found themselves or family members um, quickly relapsing or sinking into a post recovery uh, depression requiring medication and um, and a lot of struggle and misery. Um, oh, and it's such an increasing problem today. I mean, it's just virtually an epidemic issue. Well, addiction is an epidemic issue, and unfortunately, treatment has not met the challenge. Conventional treatment has a 10% success rate at best, yeah, yeah. and depending on the drug of addiction. So uh, what's, what's critical for your listeners to know is that 
since the 80s, we've been developing uh, a, a very successful uh, approach to addiction treatment that doesn't eliminate uh, any of the value uh, of counseling, 12-step programs, and so forth, but it adds the crucial piece because the core of, of addictive cravings uh, is biochemical. Yeah. And uh, specifically, the brain chemistry is the problem, and there's a very, very uh, high uh, incidence of genetic involvement so that most addicts have addiction in their families, um, and uh, addiction really uh, generates from the brain. So brain repair is what we're after, and we're not looking for another drug like an antidepressant to, to replace the, the pot or the uh, cocaine or the alcohol or whatever. Right. The drugs don't fix anything. <laughs> no, they prop it up maybe briefly, but with lots of side effects and, and no permanent improvement. So what we're really looking for is, is complete repair of these deficient brain sites. They're not defective structurally, but they're deficient in their output of the, the neurotransmitters, which are the happiness chemicals that the brain is brilliantly equipped to produce um, in many people, but in people who come from addictive families, there's some kind of a slowdown in the production so that you just don't get the sense of well-being mm. uh, that would keep you uh, sort of indifferent to drugs and alcohol. You're always looking for a way to feel better, even though you may not realize that anything's really wrong. You're so used to being sort of subnormal mood-wise. Uh, but when you discover the alcohol, the drug, the oxy, whatever it is, um, then you realize uh, that there's something more to life. Unfortunately, um, that's a very brief illusion. And uh, what we want is to create the reality of, of uh, a real uh, positive experience of life uh, yeah. generated by the brain. I know that um, given what I do for a living with, with the, the neurofeedback part of what I do for a living, that is, um, one of the first questions I ask people when they come in is, what are your drugs of choice, either legal or illicit? Because it tells me so much about how their nervous system is put together and what it is they're trying to do in order to try to feel normal. You know, And, and of course, you're no stranger to the impact that, that diet and nutrition have on all of this. Uh, and then, well, of course, no. it turns out the connection is pretty <laughs> pronounced. Huh? So how did you get into all of this from, from sort of this nutritional and dietary perspective? Well, uh, really, um, by having to face the failure of conventional treatment, I'd been working in the addiction field since 1975. I became a program director of a large treatment uh, complex in San Francisco in 1980. And by the middle 80s, we were just... <laughs> hideously aware of the relapse rate having gone from, uh, you know, a sort of a, a quasi-acceptable 50% <laughs> to a completely unacceptable 100% relapse within 24 hours of leaving treatment. Oh, wow. And that was when the new drug of those days came on board, and that was crack. Mm -hmm. And now we have meth and oxy um, inundating us uh, with, with similar... Um, desperate impact uh, on unprepared treatment resources. So um, rather than, than blame the client for not recovering using the same tools that we'd used with alcohol that weren't really working with crack, um, I began to look around for, well, what else is there? We have these beautiful psychological, spiritually oriented treatment programs. Why aren't they working? There must be something else. And 
there isn't anything right. besides physical to look at when you look at things that way. And so uh, I began to look at the research, and there was brilliant research available in the in the 80s that really has created a foundation for treatment that we have now. Um, and th- this was research on brain chemistry and addiction by uh, someone who's still active, uh, Kenneth Blum. Yes. Uh, He's not a stranger to the neurofeedback field either, but yes. Uh-huh. Well, so he... Um, he had done research showing that if we fed the brain sites that should be producing positive emotions, like the endorphin, you know, our natural pain-killing site, like the serotonin, our natural antidepressant site, if we fed the brain the specific nutrients, and it's not complicated, there aren't that many of them, that, that those parts of the brain required, that we could then see a tremendous improvement in mood which would translate into a loss of interest uh, in the addictive substances that had been propping up that particular brain center. And we started using the amino acids that he recommended uh, in 1986. And <clears throat> within two weeks, we knew that we had found something extraordinary and we were using it with crack addicts and seeing and breaking the code. You know, yeah. crack was not curable at that time and we were able to see dramatic improvements within a week with our crack addicts. So we continued to do it. Um, I now direct my own program across the bay from San Francisco and Marin County where we uh, where we specialize in this biochemical repair of the brain for addicts, people with with mood problems, um, uh, and, and people with, uh, by the way, food addiction, uh, one of our more virulent um, addiction problems. Right, right. That's you know that, and that's a whole other thing. People don't think of food as something that, as a true addictive substance. They'll they'll talk about food being addictive in kind of a tongue in cheek sort of way. Yeah, I'm addicted to ice cream, and it'll be kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, there's, but food there's new can be research. very real addictions. Yes, and there's new research and new interest in it as an addictive substance. They're finally. Uh, the research is breaking free of the restraints by the Sugar Council and other food industry yes. lobbyists. And uh, the most um, the most important of these things that I think your audience might be interested in is um, a book called The End of Overeating by David Kessler, who was the former head of the FDA, uh, also a compulsive eater. And he put together all of the information that he got from working so closely with food industry types and understanding how they created addictive substances that they called food, um, Captain Crunch, uh, et cetera, um, and, and, and really pulled the mask off in this book um, with, with much scientific reference, um, very, very interesting uh, confirmation of the seriousness of this addiction. Yeah, coming from an FDA insider, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Now, I mean, the way I understand it, um, you see a lot of these addictive issues is sort of arising from or being very powerfully influenced by things like, oh, you know, high carbohydrate and refined food diets, things like sluggish thyroid function and imbalances of mood or brain chemistry, and maybe about five other disorders that I know that you, you have outlined in the past. Am, am I right? Well, in terms of addiction, though, <clears throat> the thing that we really want to focus on is the brain. We do want to focus on diet because it's through the diet that the brain gets fed, um, and, and the foods that are the most critical are the high-protein foods. So um, um, eggs, cottage cheese, pork, beef, fish, uh, these are all highly concentrated proteins that will feed the brain um, 
but we we found that if we just rely on diet to do it, it takes quite a long time to repair that brain. Right. And because of the genetic uh, slowdown, it, it makes it even harder than than with most people for addicts to restore their their you know positive uh, uh, output of neurotransmitters. So we we use uh, supplements of amino acids, which are the protein constituents, the specific ones. For example, there's one amino acid that the brain uses to make serotonin as natural antidepressant um, and, and sleep promoter. And that, the name of that um, <clears throat> amino acid available in, um, uh, online in health food stores and so forth is tryptophan, uh, either L-tryptophan or 5-hydroxytryptophan. And its effects take uh, are evident within five or ten minutes uh, because it, it's pre-digested protein arrives right to the brain sites that are defective, and uh, we start getting smiles. We use it in our in our clinic, right in the um, in the initial uh, interviews. To first, we assess for symptoms of neurotransmitter deficiency, which are uh, easily um, the, the the introduction to my book, The Mood Cure, contains the um, Neurotransmitter Deficiency Questionnaire, so that anybody, and it's on it's online uh, at moodcure.com. You can look at your own brain very practically that way and then move in to repair it um, by turning to the chapters that, that are associated with each of the sections of the questionnaire so you see which amino acids, which types of protein are going to impact your particular uh, site of deficiency uh, in your own brain. Well, this is just really valuable, fascinating stuff, and we're, on, we're forced to take a commercial break here. But everybody, when we come back, uh, we'll, Julia Ross will still be with us, and we'll talk further about the use of amino acids in improving the way your brain functions and in addressing issues of chemical dependency and substance abuse. So this is Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. I'm Nora Gadgaudis, and we will be back in just a minute. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. NBC Science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, if you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Looking for a different kind of health show? One that addresses you and your health? Let the Blood Detective, finding healing solutions naturally, address your individual needs and questions. Host Dr. Michael Wald has spent over 20 years studying and helping his patients uncover the causes of health problems, solutions, and answers to keep them healthy. Now he's here to help you. Tune in to The Blood Detective, finding healing solutions naturally, live every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. And we're here today, I'm very excited to say, with Julia Ross, who's the best-selling author of The Diet Cure and The Mood Cure, and the director of the Recovery Systems Clinic in Mill Valley. And, of course, Julia is a very uh, renowned expert in the whole subject of, um, you know, holistic approaches to chemical dependency and substance abuse treatment. And, um, you know, Julia, it's incredible to me that people really fail to see the obvious connection between, you know, uh, chronic dietary habits, for instance, and chronic moods, chronic health problems, craving and addictions. Well, it's it's true that, that uh, our rate of of, uh, of addiction, uh, our rate of depression, um, all has inflated tremendously. We're we're a hundred times more depressed yeah. than we were a hundred years ago. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, looking carefully at the at the variables, it 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 really it really does appear to be a deterioration in our diet that's uh, precipitated us into this. Uh, mess, uh, mental and physical healthcare crisis really that we're in now. And in fact, even the conventional American Heart Association agrees. Um, they're saying sugar is the problem. They're, they're not even talking about fat anymore. They're, saying, right. they're agreeing finally with the World Health Organization, which in 2006 said the only way to short stop this to prevent the crisis that is on us and is only going to get much, much worse is to cut the um, the amount of sugar in the diet uh, from all sources down to 10%, which in a 2,000-calorie diet, uh, whatever the mythological 2,000-calorie diet is right. all about, would be, you know, like a third of a Coca-Cola a day. Yeah. And uh, so we, we have our goals set for us uh, because the truth is that particularly with people who have this genetic slowdown in neurotransmitter production, like all addicts do, if they don't eat exquisitely, you know, with high-quality fruits and vegetables and proteins and good fats, they don't have a prayer of, of, uh, of having normal mood chemistry, normal, the, a normal brain producing normal mood chemistry. Right. The brain requires certain foods. Otherwise, you know, junk foods, junk moods. And for addicts, that means 
junk. That means heroin. That means oxy. That means meth, um, especially now. Um, well, for a lot of folks, it's almost harder to tell them or harder for them to hear that they can't have sugar anymore than telling them they can't have alcohol or cocaine or even heroin. That's right. That's right. That <laughs> just tells you how addictive sugar is. In fact, now the, the facts are coming out. Um, a 2007 research study in France on sugar. In France, there's not so much um, suppression of research on sugar as in the United States, but they found that sugar and sugar substitutes were four times more addictive than cocaine. Wow. In lab at four times. So it's no wonder that, you know, now that we're uh, addicted to these foods, we can't let them go even though we're getting this this life-saving information that, you know, these foods are killing us. But how can we let them go any more easily than we can let cocaine go even though we know that's killing us or heroin? Now, you know... At, at your clinic there, you know, of course, you see all sorts of, I mean, polysubstance abusers, people from, from all walks with all kinds of addictions. It, are there certain addictions that stand out as being more prevalent nowadays, and has this really changed over time? Well, uh, let me say that because my first book's called The Diet Cure, um, The Carbohydrate Addicts, People Addicted to Sweets and Starches, um, swamped us. Um, yeah. And, and still represent the, the majority of our clients. But um, when the mood cure came out, which addresses not only mood problems, uh, depression, anxiety, insomnia, and so forth, but also um, addiction, which derives from these uh, brain-centered uh, mood problems, um, we started getting, in, in addition to the usual alcohol and marijuana addicts that have always come through, um, we started getting many more, so this is just in the last few years, many more meth addicts and um, many more opiate addicts. Interesting. So these are really the epidemics, the current epidemics. And uh, it might be interesting to talk about um, some of, of the actual addicts that, that we've worked with. Um, yeah, that'd be great. I'm thinking of uh, a young woman, she's actually 19, and um, uh, had already been through a six-month treatment program, was living in a halfway house, um, and every day was um, was a struggle. Every day was, is she really going to make it today, uh-huh. or uh, is she going to relapse today? Because there was no question in her mind she was going to relapse. It was just, could she slog through another day and put it off one more day? And she was very brave and tried very hard, but she was calling her mother on a daily basis, you know, in miserably depressed, so exhausted. And this is something that all um, meth addicts complain of is that they just never get their energy back. And when we wonder, now, why does someone choose meth instead of alcohol or pot or heroin, um, uh, what we find out is that they were people who had some energy problems to begin with. Yeah. And they have focus problems. So that part of the brain that's supposed to be generating mental energy and alertness for them genetically is not very strong. Their diet has has reduced uh, the effectiveness of that part of their brain further, the junk food diet that all kids are raised on now. Um, so, so when they discover something like uh, caffeine, they like that, but then meth is so much stronger and lasts so long, uh, it's an easy addiction for them. So... Uh, we needed to find out, 
you know, what was wrong uh, with her brain to verify um, our treatment. So her mother brought her down from Portland, by the way. Okay. And, uh, okay. and uh, to got, a, got a, a, a leave of absence from her halfway house, and uh, she came in, and uh, we gave her the... Um, the supplements, once we got her symptoms clear, and they were exhaustion and, and poor focus, and she'd always had some trouble concentrating in school. Um, she had had something of a weight problem um, as a teenager after her period started, and so she used meth as an appetite suppressant also. So we wanted to know what is slowing down her metabolism and what's slowing down her, her brain function. So... Um, the first thing we did is because it only takes five or ten minutes um, to show itself um, beneficial or not, was to give her uh, an amino acid called tyrosine, which feeds the part of the brain that uh, allows us to focus, concentrate, uh, be attentive, and be mentally energized, enthusiastic, um, uh, and alert. And so uh, we gave her the tyrosine, and in about ten minutes, um, it was obvious that she was more alert. Um, her her eyes were brighter. She was tracking. Um, she wasn't sitting sullenly in her chair. She was moving, you know, fidgeting a little bit in a healthy way. Um, and uh, so we gave her uh, more because we were seeing about 50% of the improvement that we usually see in most meth addicts. Most meth addicts who come in immediately feel a significant, very significant improvement. So she was experiencing some improvement, but it wasn't what we were looking for. So we gave her more, and she didn't get any better. So we knew that although the brain was part of her problem, something else was slowing down her energy and vitality. So we did some more um, symptom uh, evaluation and found that she also had a lot of symptoms of low thyroid, which did run in her family. Yep. So that would explain why she had the early uh, weight gain uh, and and why she needed meth to to try and subdue her appetite, which really wasn't abnormal. It was just that she couldn't burn calories, even if she was eating normally. So we uh, immediately, well, as immediately as we could, got her in to see a thyroid specialist that we work with um, who put her on uh, some thyroid medicine, who tested her, verified she had a particular kind of thyroid problem uh, called uh thyroiditis, mm-hmm. um, and her body was attacking her own thyroid. It's not an unusual yeah. situation. Yes. Yeah. Um, so she got on uh, medication to treat it, and um, first dose she was better. He raised the dose. She got better. He raised the dose a third time. These are very small increases. The third time she was fine. Within uh, 60 days, she had uh, flown to Thailand to volunteer at an orphanage. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a girl who Talk couldn't see her way through the, uh, one day. Wow. Uh, and she's very, very productive and happy now. So this is the kind of physiological cure that we can make uh, when we take a, a relatively brief look at an addict's symptoms. Yeah, what, what's such an important takeaway message, I think, for, for so many people, because so many people who have addiction issues, whether it's addiction to sugar or alcohol or cocaine or whatever have you, that 
they see it as a character flaw. There are huge self-esteem issues associated with this. That's they right. see themselves as just not having enough will or being sort of basically no good. And, and lazy. And, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. And, and it's so not about that. People have dysregulated brains is what it sort of boils down to. It and definitely boils down to that. And that's good for the family to know, too, because they've often been blaming the addict, thinking that, they, you know, gosh, this is the bad seed. Yes. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and and they're all suffering terribly. It's right. it's it's easy to try and blame, but now we yeah. have something better than blame, that we have a direction that gives us a cure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and people, they make that promise they're never going to drink again, and of course they do, because the part of them that made the promise wasn't where the addiction lived. <laughs> That's right. Their character was fine. Their willpower was fine, but they couldn't follow it, because these addictive uh, deformities, um, uh, malfunctions, um, they're... They are so powerful. Yeah, they that, override that, everything yeah, else. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, Julia, you are such an important voice when it comes to this issue. Um, and you've been at this since 1980, of course, and that's and it's still the cutting edge. <laughs> so I can't thank you enough for so generously coming on the show and sharing this important, I mean, really important information and very timely information with us today. Well, you're welcome, and, and I wish best to you and your work that I know combines this uh, amino acid uh, and dietary therapies with uh, with other therapies uh, so effectively and, and wish the best to all of your listeners who, who really uh, deserve some hope. Yes, thank you so much. Okay. And Julia, how can people find you too? What's a web address? Real uh, they can go to moodcure.com. They can go to recoverysystemsclinic.com. Or they can go to dietcure.com if food addiction is, is their primary problem rather than, uh, than mood. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, Julia, okay. thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, well, everybody else here, when we come back, we are going to be welcoming neurofeedback specialist and addiction expert Don Theodore from Los Angeles' acclaimed CryHealth facility. So please stay tuned. This is Primal Body, Primal Line Radio. I'm Nora Gadgaudis, and we will be back in just a minute. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. NBC Science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended. A jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. 
If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk radio show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. Uh, today we're talking about addiction and chemical dependency. And last half hour we looked at the role the diet, nutrition, uh, and amino acids play in this equation. But this half hour, we're going to be looking at all this from the standpoint of the electrical activity of the brain and, and how a certain form of non-invasive brain training, neurofeedback, which, of course, we talk about on the show, can profoundly impact chemical dependency recovery. Now, a few years back, CryHelp uh, facility in Los Angeles actually participated in a study involving 121 polysubstance abusers in residential care. Now, the results were, by chemical dependency treatment standards, simply astonishing. Uh, Don Theodore is the director of neurofeedback for CryHelp, which is an addiction center located in Los Angeles, California. Now, neurofeedback has been tested and utilized as a voluntary part of treatment at CryHelp for many, many years. And we are extremely fortunate to have Don Theodore with us today to discuss his exciting work in this area. So welcome, Don. Well, thank you. It's a (laughs) pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Um, Well, welcome. Why don't you uh, give us, uh, give our listeners uh, a little background with respect to you and how you got here in the first place? Well, I've been in the field of uh, uh, recovery from addiction since 1976. Uh, and I've worked in uh, detox. I've worked in uh, with adolescents for about three and a half years, and I've been associated or a part of the Cry Help team since 1981. Wow! Uh, so you know we've been involved uh, in a lot of different types of therapies and watched them kind of come and go. You know, uh, and uh, when I first heard about neurofeedback, what happened was our CEO, a friend of his, got some equipment, was training our CEO, and some other staff members, and he wanted to uh, send me to a training to check it out. I was kind of skeptical at first because of all the different kinds of therapies that have come and gone since I've been working in this field. But I went and, uh, you know, I was impressed with what they presented, and we bought some equipment, and uh, somebody came down to train me a Bill Scott came down to train me how to use the equipment, spent some time with me and uh, another associate. And then we talked about having a study where we were going to actually use uh, 
a protocol similar to Dr. Peniston's protocol yeah, right. in treating alcoholics, but yeah. we decided to use it on a mixed substance abuse population. Now, now, neurofeedback for chemical dependency, of course, didn't originate at CryHelp. I mean, Eugene Peniston, as you mentioned, you know, he did studies along these lines, too, using Vietnam vets, right? That's I mean, right. Maybe you can give our listeners a little background about this before getting to the CryHelp study, because I think um, a lot of people here are new to this, and it would really, I think, help them to hear a little bit more. Okay, well, his, uh, basically, my understanding is he was treating uh, veterans with, who were alcoholics and also suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder. And he used a form of EEG biofeedback called alpha theta, right. which deals with uh, those two brain waves and puts the client into kind of a deep state. In that state, they can uh, access certain emotions and repressed memories and memories they're aware of in a way that's non-threatening, you know, uh, kind of in a deep state. He, he claimed that he did a pilot study with 10 vets and that eight out of the ten were still sober a year after they had completed the therapy. Yeah. And then continued on with his work using alpha-theta therapy. Now, uh, CryHelp decided that we wanted to do a similar study, uh, but we wanted to kind of change the protocol a little bit uh, because we also felt that clients would benefit from doing uh, beta and SMR training. That's Awake case training, right? Yeah, it's, it's uh, open-eye training. In case there are any uh, attentional problems, you can straighten those out, and then that makes the alpha-theta training work even better. That was our contention. So, uh, you know, we, we assembled a, a team. Bill Scott was on the team. Siegfried Opma was on the team. Dr. David Kaiser, uh, Stephen Sideroff. Myself and uh, a gal named Leslie Ruddock. Mm-hmm. We used, we tested all the clients using the TOVA to test for variables of attention, the MMPI, and also kind of a Air Force test called the NeuroCog. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's almost yeah. like kind of a mini IQ test. Right. We tested them before, then uh, we tested them after. 10 sessions of beta SMR, and then retested them after they completed the alpha-theta therapy. We tested both the experimental group and the control group. The first thing I noticed immediately when I was doing this therapy was the people that were in the experimental group was, were staying in treatment longer right. than the people in the control group. And Yeah, one it, of the biggest problems in, in chemical dependency treatment, in fact, is the whole dropout rate. I mean, right? That's People correct. have real problems com- completing these programs, and you saw some pretty big differences in your control and experimental groups in this regard. And from my past uh, experience, all the research that I've ever run across, you know, said the longer you can keep them in treatment, the better their chances. Yeah. And so that was the first thing I noticed was uh, uh, that. Then, you know, in working with a varied population and wondering how is this going to work with methamphetamine addicts, alcoholics, heroin addicts, people that are taking pills or psychedelic drugs or cocaine addicts. And it seemed like it worked well with the entire population. Now, all of these people were in a, in a state of recovery, quote-unquote, while they were doing this, right? They weren't using at the no, time that they were. We required them to have at least two weeks drug-free <laughs> if they had any major medical problems or if there was a personality disorder, 
we didn't uh, add them to the to the treatment program uh, to this particular study. Yeah. And uh, you know, each client got ten to fifteen sessions of beta SMR training to straighten out any attentional problems, and then we gave them thirty sessions of the alpha theta. All right. Neurofeedback. You know, when we started, we had the neurocybernetic system, which is a really good system. But now there's been so many advances, you know, and there's... Yeah, you know, I started I don't know, out with that one, too. Yeah. You know, with Bill Scott's brain pain system, it works very, very well. Uh, one of the great things about that system is it has a really good assessment tool that's like 95% on target in terms of where to train and what frequency to train. And the Signet system, of course, which has that low frequency component, so you can train at ultra, ultra low frequencies. So we've really expanded what we've been doing because in the last few years, we're not getting as much time to treat clients, you know, um, to do the, the, ex, the extended uh, alpha-theta protocol requires a certain amount of time and treatment. We might have clients who come into treatment that are complaining of panic disorder and having a hard time sitting in the groups or going to meetings, and we can straighten that out like in 10 sessions right. and if they're here for short term. So, you know, the neurofeedback has been a very effective tool in working with addicts and doing the alpha-theta deep state training. We also notice that when clients are in a relaxed, calm state and beginning to kind of move from a conscious state into that kind of alpha-theta twilight state, in between being awake and asleep, they're much more open to new ideas. Right. So, you know, and they're much less defended. So we put together a visualization to give them in the beginning of the session having to do with their recovery and having to have them visualize themselves being clean. We had a chemical rejection scene. We also wanted to visualize have them visualize all the possibilities and positive things that are possible for them if they stay clean over the long, you know, over a long-term basis. And we gave them that in the beginning, like the first five minutes of the session, and then allowed that to kind of sink in, and then they went into a deep state for about a half hour, Then I'd bring them out of it. Sometimes clients would have these profound memories that they had, had been repressed that they came up with during the session and that we had an opportunity to process. And, you know, the, with with deep state training, it isn't like being in a group right. therapy where you got to kind of tug and pull to get the client to kind of open up because whatever comes up, the subconscious mind makes that decision yep. and brings it up when they're ready for it. And usually after we process it, it no longer has the same effect on them that it might have if they were doing group therapy or individual therapy and might have to do this several different times in order to, to, to get a resolution for whatever that situation was. So in that respect, it was a very, very useful tool. Very, very useful. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I've seen, I've, I've done my own, you know, alpha theta work with, uh, well, with chemical dependency recovery, certainly, and, and with a number of different things, and, and um, it, it just has this, this incredible power to reach places that uh, verbal language can't. Right. You know? The other thing, too, is like because of uh, they wanted us to experience 
you know, this, we all, myself and my associate, we were all training each other (laughs) in every type of neuro, you know, I did beta SMR, I did, uh, Alpha Theta. Now you know. You no, know, actually, the... that that's a great place to, to stop because I I really want to ask you about that. Um, okay. We we have to go to a commercial break and when okay. we come back, we'll pick up with a story about your own uh, experience with with neurofeedback training. We're talking today with Don Theodore of the acclaimed Los Angeles chemical dependency treatment facility, Cry Help, and uh, we're discussing substance abuse and addiction and the use of neurofeedback to impact that. And uh, we have to go to commercial break right now, but when we get back, we'll be back with Don Theodore and uh, lots more of Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. I'm Nora Gaudis, and we'll be back in just a minute. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Felzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Felzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Back to the show, and we're talking today with Don Theodore of the Cry Help uh, Chemical Dependency Treatment Facility in Los Angeles who specializes in using neurofeedback 
to treat addiction and substance abuse. It's, it's fascinating stuff. And, of course, Don participated in a study uh, back in 2002 that um, actually had some pretty astonishing results that uh, I don't know if we actually talked about the particulars. Um, maybe you want to just really quickly uh, mention uh, what the actual results were of the CryHelp study and how that compares with what is seen in conventional uh, treatment approaches. Well, uh, as you know, there was 121 people that participated. 61 were in the control group. That is, they went through the CryHelp program, but they did not receive neurofeedback. And 60 clients were in the experimental group, whereas they went through the CryHelp program and received uh, EEG biofeedback. And uh, at the end of the study, we tracked them for 12 months to see how they were doing, both groups. Uh, and at the end of 12 months, 77% uh, of the experimental group were still drug-free compared to 44% of the control group. Yeah, that is just mind-blowing. It really is. In that respect, that, you know, as far as we were concerned, that cinched it for us you know, and keeping uh, EEG biofeedback as part of the CryHelp treatment, you know. Yeah, you know, one question I have, you know, because, of course, you would think that after following these results, which were pretty profound results, that uh, that people would have just absolutely beaten a path to your door and beaten a path to the door of every neurofeedback, uh, you know, training facility and manufacturer and whatever else to try to get neurofeedback into as many of these kinds of treatment facilities as, as they could, but that really kind of didn't happen. No, there was a lot, you know, as in the field of addiction, there's, you know, quite a bit of skepticism, but yeah, however, I must, I must say that I get calls from all over the country yeah. asking about our research and uh, inquiring about EEG biofeedback. I even got a call from Ireland ah. from a program that was just getting started over there and... Uh, a call from Mexico from another program that where they actually sent a clinician out here for some hands-on training that I did with her for a week. Uh, as I was telling you before, in my own experience with EEG biofeedback, uh, there came a point uh, where, I don't know if you're familiar, but many addicts are afflicted with other illnesses that are directly connected yes. with using narcotics. I had hepatitis C. And it had progressed to the point uh, where I got I was sick all the time, and had to go on interferon therapy. Wow. One of the side effects of interferon interferon therapy is that at at some point in my experience I got extremely depressed because it affects the serotonin levels in the brain. Yeah, it's and, it's a very tough drug. Yeah, when I went to my physician and told him, he said, well, let's put you on some antidepressants. <laughs> yeah. And I said, nah, I think what I'd like to do first before we do that is I'd like to, to try some uh, doing some therapy on my own. So I put myself on the machine doing uh, beta, just straight beta training like about 20 minutes of 15 to 18 hertz training at uh, C3. And uh, I did that three times a week, and it took enough of the depression away so that I could complete the therapy. I was yep. like uh, seven months into it. I still had like th uh, three months to go. So, you know, and, and as far as my own experience with EEG biofeedback, I know it works. 
Yeah, I do too, actually. I have my own first-hand uh, experience with that as well. It, it, it liberated me from what had been a lifetime of of uh, really intractable depression and also anxiety and panic attacks, like 35 years' worth of this stuff. Right. It hadn't responded to anything else, so I've become a pretty passionate proponent of neurofeedback myself. Now, I had this other client that was referred to me who was in treatment. He had a history of, uh, you know, a 20-year history of substance abuse, primarily opiates, and on his last go-round, he had uh, overdosed and was clinically dead for about a minute and a half, wow. and they brought him back, okay, and he was referred to me for EEG biofeedback, and what he reported was that ever since that overdose, he has not felt the same. He felt like something was wrong, and he couldn't put his finger on it, but his affect was real flat, you know, and... uh I started doing EEG biofeedback with this guy doing open-eyed beta SMR training. Uh, and in five sessions, it was like he woke up. Yeah. You know, it, it really blew my mind. He woke up. He was more clear, more present, and much more verbal. Uh, it was almost like he just kind of came became alive. And I did about 15 sessions with him, and he was done. And, you know, it just... Uh, really impressed me the effect it had on him because that's the first time I've ever done neurofeedback with that kind of presenting problem. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's, you know, I was talking, you know, with Julia about this before, but it's something I've run into again and again with it, with people who are addicted to all kinds of things, uh, whether they be certain foods or sugar or, 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 or substances like alcohol, cocaine, heroin, whatever have you, that... You know, these people tend to be extremely, there's a major self-esteem issue because they see themselves as, as to blame, that there's somehow a character flaw, fundamental to who they are, that makes them, you know, this no good person that just can't seem to get it together. And, of course, we know from doing what we do that it really is all about brain dysregulation. Right. Um, and you know, neurofeedback just seems to have this way of getting in there. And, and also... Um, you know, the subconscious mind is, well, people will sit there in talk therapy situations and they'll talk about, you know, recognizing that, you know, the errors of their ways and make proclamations about what they're going to do, how they're going to stop drinking, how they're going to stop using. And, of course, that's not the part of the brain where these addictions live. And using something like alpha-theta training, we're able to get to those parts of the brain where this stuff actually lives. Yeah, it kind of creates a bridge between the, between the subconscious mind and the conscious mind that allows things to kind of float to the surface. Yep. You know, that's what my experience has been uh, with working with clients who have had certain memories that were totally repressed that they couldn't access in regular therapy and they'll be in... Uh, alpha theta biofeedback and it'll bubble up and we can process it. I have, uh, you know, especially with some of this, uh, childhood abuse, uh, stuff that goes on with some of our clients. I mean, some of, some of them have real repressed memories that just seem to surface. And when we process it, it's, it's almost like the one session and processing, it's, it's basically done. Yeah. And it with alpha theta where it might take them a number of sessions to process it with regular therapy. Yep, and I, I think it's very complementary to regular therapy as well. 
Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. Well, Don, I mean, I, I realize we haven't had a whole lot of time to talk about this, and we could probably spend hours because it's such an interesting subject. But thank you for taking the time uh, to be here today. The My work pleasure. you're doing with Neurofeedback at CryHelp is extremely exciting, and I'm sure hearing you talk about all that here today has given a lot of people a renewed sense of hope. So if people want to get a hold of you or cry help, where can they go? Is there a website and phone number you can give us? Yeah, the website is cryhelp.org. C-R-I, right? Yeah, C-R-I-H-E-L-P.org. Oh, great. Thanks. They can, ac- ac- they can access the website. It has all the information on there, contact information. That's wonderful, and I, I really want to thank you again, Don, for being such a wonderful guest on the show and for being here today. I hope we can do it again sometime. Thank you so much, and for all of the rest of you out there, please tune in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio next week when we'll have as our guest the irrepressible Jimmy Moore of the Livin' La Vida Low Carb radio show and Internet fame. So Jimmy will be sharing with us uh, his low-carb journey, his incredible weight loss story, and he'll be talking to us about his soon-to-be-released book, 21 Life Lessons from Livin' La Vida Low Carb, How the Healthy Low-Carb Lifestyle Changed Everything I Thought I Knew. So Jimmy's a very funny and knowledgeable guy, and I know you're going to love the show. So until then, remember, if it wouldn't look like food to somebody wandering around 40,000 years ago with a loincloth and a spear, it's not food for you now either. This is Norgad Gaudis, and you've been listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. We'll see you all here next week. Thanks for listening. I would like to thank my sponsors, the EEG Institute, offering the most trusted and respected source of information and training for neurofeedback, truly world leaders in the field. You can reach the EEG Institute at www.eeginfo.com or at 818-456-5965. I would also like to thank the Nutritional Therapy Association, the NTA, for their generous sponsorship. The NTA is the best, most trustworthy, and reliable source of foundational nutritional education and nutritional therapist training here in the U.S. and possibly the known universe. I just can't say enough good things about this organization. You can find the Nutritional Therapy Association at www.nutritionaltherapy.com or you can call 1-800-918-9798. That's 1-800-918-9798. Tell Marcy Nora sent you. Thanks, too, to Biotics Northwest, the source for exceptional healthcare practitioner quality supplements for every health professional. You can reach them at www.bioticsnorthwest.com or at 1-800-636-6913. Also, be sure to visit my website at www.primalbody-primalmind.com where you can also get my book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, Empower Your Health, Your Total Health, The Way Evolution Intended and Didn't.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.